I'll be the first one to tell you that television sets, particularly back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even the 90s, used to malfunction and go out all the time. This is nothing new. This is nothing out of the ordinary. This is nothing to substantially report on. However, I had thought about doing another episode for today, but I decided to record this last minute for the simple fact that there was an uh, an instance back in August in 1968, in the late 60s, where all of the television sets within the United States suddenly either went black or the screen just went fuzzy, as everyone now knows to be the traditional fuzzy screen, right? Now, the thing about this is that not only did all of the television sets in the United States malfunction at the same time, at the same rate as every other television set in America. However, there was something else that occurred too. Many people, thousands upon thousands, I would even dare to say hundreds of thousands, if not millions, reported within that 25 second time frame, hearing a voice that sounded something like a murmur or a whisper. But what it sounded like was nothing short of extraordinary in the sense that it was such a negative sounding voice that there's no way you could have put a positive spin on it. And so what makes this interesting is that when I was doing research for this episode and I was sitting back and I was saying to myself, this needs to be broken down because I need to explain this in the best way possible because there's a handful of different explanations as to what could have caused this. Now, ultimately, To tell you the truth, I'm not going to lie to you and say I know for a fact what caused it, but I'm pretty sure we can get fairly close to what may have been the source of this whole event. So let's break this down one step at a time. The first question becomes, or one of the first questions is, was it some type of military experiment? Now we know for a fact that right after World War II in the late 40s, uh, as well as the 50s, 60s, uh, probably up until today, the government has been dealing with either off-world or currently man-made DEWs, which are direct energy weapons. Now, direct energy weapons utilize different energies that are all around us in this current moment in time. That's what makes some of the weapons so useful. You could, It harnesses the power and the energy and the frequencies that are all around us. Now, with that being said, we can also question, was this a paranormal instance? Or was this some type of event that may have been, I guess you could say, artificially sourced, but not artificially controlled? Meaning, it may have been the accident or relapse of some type of experiment that was being conducted in a classified location that could not be controlled. And if so... Was it controlled to a certain extent? I mean, was it only out of control for those 25 seconds? And what caused this? Now, I'm not a scientist and I'm not pretending to be one. But one thing we do know for a fact that you know and I know is that energy is everything. And I've spoken about this before and I'll be doing another episode on it later in the week or the following week. But everything around us is comprised of energy in one form or another. Now... What makes radio and television work, particularly back in the day before you had satellite and cable and all that? It was frequencies, different waves of frequencies 
that would transmit audio and then later on as well as visuals to every home in America and ultimately to almost the rest of the world essentially. And so why was it that within the irregular confines of the way that the United States is constructed in the sense of its the way it's territorially um, and naturally bordered, why is it that only the TVs within the land of the United States went off and shut down and this voice was heard and not anywhere else? It's not like there was some type of seepage into Canada, and if you were kind of along the, the Niagara border, let's say, between Ontario, Canada, and Buffalo, or Detroit in the U.S., for example, you could kind of hear, give or take, something going on, and you could kind of maybe see that someone's TV in Niagara went off. Nope, nothing. It was almost as if the artificial border that we as humans created for ourselves and our governments created to separate Mexico from the U.S. and Canada from the U.S., it's almost like all the televisions kind of followed that rule as well, which is what makes this uniquely interesting Is at the same time. So let's break this down. I'm going to be going through a couple different articles here as well because I want to cover every possible situation. So according to strangestate.blogspot.com, and I quote, on August 29th, 1968, all of the televisions in America shut down. There was a murmuring on the TV that some believe was the devil's voice. The televisions were off for about 25 seconds. No one knows what the issue was, and no one knows what the sound was from the TVs. So let's go with the more, I guess you could say, what people would argue to be the more reasonable example. I personally wouldn't argue it, but let's just start with that. Was it a military experiment? So what we know for a fact is that even up until this day, we, the public, have access to certain technologies that are able to detect heat waves, heat maps, heat signatures, and things like that. Now, there are constantly irregularities within the heat waves and heat signatures all across the U.S. all the time, particularly within places where there are rumored to be secret bases, facilities, testing sites, laboratories, you name it, which happen to be more down south in the U.S. So, you know, we're talking um, Texas, California, sorry, not California, uh, Nevada, states like this, New Mexico, where there's much more open land. We have constantly, and I'm putting the picture up right now as I speak, if you're on YouTube watching, detected just regular people using the technologies made available to us, heat maps, and noticed constant surges of direct energy weapons being tested or used. Now, okay, this might be an experiment of the, of the government and of the military, but the question then becomes, could a malfunction be so probable that it attached itself a weapon sort of aligned itself to all of the frequencies or the sorry the one f narrow frequency that all of the televisions were generally broadcasting on back in 1968 because at the time at least again i wasn't alive at the time but from my understanding and my research you had your your set of channels and that was it, it was a very simple time technologically and in the entertainment world, it's a very simple time. You had your TV and you had your radio and that was it. And they all ran on the same handful of frequencies. Now, the next question then becomes, was it a paranormal instance? Because here's what makes the paranormal side of it actually a little more plausible. Because there was a voice that was heard or a murmur of sorts that people claim to have been what they called the devil's voice. 
this presents the possibility or the likelihood that this is not 50-50, as in half 50% chance of being paranormal or 50% chance of being a military experiment. I would probably put this personally at, I would say, 70, 30, 70% chance that it was a paranormal instance. And then 30% chance that it was some type of experiment that went wrong. And the reason why I say this is because let's say it was a military experiment, all right? There's no way or very slim chance that the voice that was being broadcasted was the result of some accidental experiment. And then all of a sudden, there was, whatever they were experimenting with suddenly broadcasted these men's voices, or these soldiers' voices. I doubt that was the voice that came across on the TV. Some have proposed it as a way to reasonably explain it, but at the same time, if this theory, like my rebuttal to that is that if that theory there that's being proposed, that it was military soldiers' voices brought, being broadcasted across the airwaves, it doesn't add up because this was a time when if you had proposed this theory back in the late 60s, you would have been laughed at. And so because people don't ridicule it now, it doesn't mean that it wouldn't have been ridiculed at the time. And at the same time, the odds of it being a fluke that these supposed soldiers' voices traveled all across all the TVs in the U.S. and then stopped once it, there was the, uh, they left the, the airwaves kind of surpassed the border of the U.S., I don't think so. I highly doubt it. I mean, listen, it's certainly possible. And I'm not saying it because I want to conclude that there may actually have been some more supernatural or paranormal instance, but based on the paranormal evidence that's been collected through many different paranormal investigators and things like that, we can probably say with the utmost confidence it was more than likely a paranormal instance or a paranormal instance based on or a result of a failed or messed up experiment by the United States government because the question then becomes, was this another being that may have manifested itself through the airwaves in order to communicate with the frequencies that we can hear? And this takes me to my next point because this is what's interesting. If we take a look, and I'm putting the, uh, the screenshot up right now, If we take a look at the hearing frequencies, the kilohertz that humans can hear in, and this is from um, ncbi.nlm.nih.gov, and I quote, humans can detect sounds in a frequency range from about 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. What about all of the hertz and kilohertz that we cannot hear? What does that mean for us? Because, again, this is just going back to basic human principles. We can only see with our eyes in a certain way, for example. We cannot, like, our eyes cannot naturally see thermal imaging. That's why we need thermal imaging cameras. Our eyes cannot see with x-ray vision, like Superman. We need an x-ray machine or device to be able to see through our bodies to get to our bones and to other things, and that's why doctors use it. And so apply that same thing to frequencies. And you might say, okay, Dave, well, frequencies is strictly hearing. So you can't really conclude that it may have been another entity or being that tried to manifest itself into this reality. Well, 
My rebuttal to that would be that I would strongly argue that it might in fact be extremely possible that frequencies are more than we think. It's not just hearing. It's not just audio. And it's not just visual as well. Could it be that if a frequency is strong enough, it can actually manifest itself into this realm or from this realm into other realms? Now, I don't mean to go all paranormal on you guys, but in this particular instance, I think it's justified because if you take a look, for example, at many paranormal investigators with very good reputations, by the way, and even if you doubt them, you can't deny that some of the evidence they collect with basic devices is pretty compelling. Now, whether or not that's fake or not, that's up for you to decide. But let's just assume, for the sake of this conversation, that what is detected, let's just say majority or even half of the time in paranormal investigations, are accurate. Now, you can argue that they may not be accurate because you can people who know how to work with these devices, these EMF devices and, and these frequency devices and all that, have said, and I've been told personally too by a good friend of mine, who works with these devices, that you can manipulate those devices to your liking. So again, if you don't believe the guys on, say, for example, uh, Ghost Adventures or something like that, that's up for you to decide. But ultimately, frequencies in a strong enough manner have been proven in the smallest way through legitimate science as of lately to be able to create a form of consciousness that we don't yet understand within this particular reality of ours. Now, I wouldn't say that's justification to say, well, this was some type of you know, demon trying to come through and, and trying to bring itself into us. But we have to we have to think of all the possibilities. And it may not have been a, 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 a demon of sorts or a negative entity. It could have been something more positive. We have to look at both sides of the spectrum here. Because, and there actually may be more than both sides. There may even be multiple sides of the spectrum. Because ultimately, when you are talking about consciousness the human mind, the spirit world, you're talking about becoming more aware and ascending and transcending your intuition into a more heightened awareness. And so your senses become more heightened. And therefore, you are able to see and or hear things that others may not be able to, hence the mediums or the empaths or the um, the, the, the shrinks or the, uh, or witches or people that are more connected to the spirit world and can actually make things manifest into this world as in such as poltergeist activity, for example. Okay. Now we then have to ask, okay, if this was a military experiment or some type of experiment that was then covered up or just quickly dismissed. Could they have brought in or temporarily activated a, I guess you could say a portal to another world? And when I say portal, excuse me, when I say portal, I'm not talking about the traditional sense of the word portal. When you think about walking through a door, for example, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a portal that is energetically manifested through the use of this experiment, whatever it could have been, that has allowed, excuse me, that has allowed a large portion of the country, if not the entire country, to be encompassed by this alteration in the sound waves and in the air. Now, 
maybe you can argue the reason why no TVs overseas experienced this at the time was because maybe this bubble stretched out across the land of the U.S. and stopped somewhere in the ocean before it got to any other country. Okay. And so ultimately it's it's very difficult to come down to the conclusion of this and the reason why i'm covering it is because i think that even though there's no evidence to support what it could have actually been it's important to discuss the possibilities that may have arisen because we may in fact be able to utilize this and put this in our in our back pocket so to speak as a note or as a tool to be able to source to down the road so again, let me know what you guys think because it's very interesting to not only talk about but to speculate about as well. So thanks again and we'll catch you next time. Peace.